This is In the Know for Friday, August 12, the 224th day of 2022. There are 141 days left in the year. Good morning, NB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll have day number five of Where's Quacky plus the water cooler question. Your chance to win that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. Been watering a bunch of plants this morning. I have. Uh, exercising your green thumb. Yes. Did you know that it's okay to give your kids chores because it makes them stronger? Firm believer. You can give your kids up to three age-appropriate uh, kids as young as three age-appropriate tasks to handle around the house, and it makes them more empathetic and more self-reliant. Yes. You can give, so five-year-olds, you can let them sweep up leaves from the garage with shop vac, mm-hmm. uh, so long as you give them proper ear protection. I know that to be a fact. Yes. What are some other good chores for six-year-olds? Do you know? Well, um, when Alea is here, because she makes such a mess with donuts and muffins, she has to sweep my office floor. Oh, yeah? Um, she can help water plants. Um, she can put her clothes in the dirty clothes basket. Yeah. She can help fold, like, uh, washcloths, uh, towels. And... None of those chores seem to help me very much. So I've just i got to come up with some chores that will well, help me. Well, she That'd helps okay. you fill the bird feeder. That's true. She does, help me. she does help me fill the bird feeder. That's true. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and Dyersville. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Did you get cold chills when the Griffies came out of the corn? It's pretty cool. I knew it. That's like I cool. was watching it. Like Sam, the hair on uh, Sam's arm just stood up when he saw. It probably did for you too. When he saw Junior, I, I had been through it last year, so I was a little more numb to it. But I tell you, it's pretty cool to see them come in waves out of the corn. Uh-huh. Like just that's it. It that doesn't get old. Yeah, it was. I wasn't expecting. I didn't know who they were gonna, if they were gonna have a former red. And I thought it was gonna be since Johnny Bench was all of the, and Johnny Bench has two young kids. I thought it was gonna yep. maybe be him and his son. But then when when you saw Junior, you're like, well, that makes sense. Now I will say, and we'll talk more about the Field of Dreams a little bit later. But the audio file in me, it did make me mad when the sound when they didn't get the sound right on. There was feedback on the Griffies mics when they gave him the line hey dad want to have a catch mm-hmm. and it didn't it were there was a squeal and i thought ah, they should have rehearsed that a little bit better but mm-hmm. anyways uh, good but good, as we know sometimes even when you rehearse things a hundred times that's this is this is this is true you never can test too much apparently beautiful weather to start our weekend here between the lakes it's going to be nice a uh, nice break sunshine low humidity highs in the upper 70s and low 80s today and tomorrow, up in southern Indiana, there were a couple of 59s as the overnight low. So it gives you an idea regionally 
for the way temperatures are going. Most of Sunday's rain looks to fall through the morning and into the afternoon. And then mostly sunny, we'll see a, it's funny, 0% chance of rain today. Partly cloudy, 59 tonight. 83 is a high this afternoon. Partly cloudy, 59 tonight for us here locally. And mostly sunny with a high of 84 for tomorrow. And then we may get some, a uh, little bit of a shower on Sunday. Slight chance of a shower Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. and Tobacco Bowl for- forecast looking good. Now down to 10% for the uh, high school football. On, on even my, my phone, it said zero. It says, uh, it says on zero. That's a 10% regional like Uh that's uh, southern indiana and then the louisville metro area after we have been blessed with the rain we've received the last couple of weeks 90 percent of kentucky is no longer considered in a drought area the weekly u.s drought monitor report issued yesterday shows the part of kentucky that is still considered to be in drought has shrunk and is now primarily confined to the land between the lakes areas and then points to the west of there. So we have seen uh, grass start growing again. again. Things have uh, greened up, and it's been uh, really, really beautiful the last few days and going to be really nice for the days coming ahead. Uh, Hearing a story yesterday of uh, a standoff involving the FBI and the FBI Cincinnati office, an armed man clad in body armor who tried to breach the FBI Cincinnati office yesterday was shot and killed by police after he fled the scene and engaged in an hours-long standoff in a rural part of the state. I also thought uh, I saw maybe Ohio has the same exact-looking cruisers that Kentucky it has. Yeah, they're, they're, they just, they're exactly they just, the same. They're they look they're just a different logo, but it's a similar gray. Okay, similar. Okay, so I saw uh-huh. a photograph, like an aerial photograph of this ending yesterday, and I thought, was KSP involved in that? Because, you know, I thought maybe he fled into Kentucky, but uh, stayed north of the river there. The suspect is identified as 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer, and um, he he's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He, I, I don't know that he is affiliated. He was not charged in the January 6th deal, and he, it's not known if he's affiliated with Proud Boys or whoever, but if they didn't recruit him, they missed a very good opportunity, apparently, because that's what he was all about. Was the It stemmed from the Mar-a-Lago raid, and he had made posts about going to get the FBI. and Most of the, most of the time, the FBI gets you before you, uh, before you get them. Especially going to attack them at their building. Right, you know, it's play, they they were playing a home game, right? Uh-huh. He was on he was on the road, and uh, paid dearly for it. Governor Bashir has expressed his displeasure with the Federal Emergency Management Agency in their response to those who have lost their homes and other belongings in last month's Eastern Kentucky flood. Amped up the rhetoric in the last twenty four hours. You know, earlier in the week he's saying FEMA's got to get this right, and now yesterday basically said FEMA's getting it wrong. He said, too many people are being denied. Not enough people are being approved. This is the time FEMA has got to get it right and change what has been a history of denying too many people and not providing enough dollars. Get it right here. He said that bureaucracy is the problem. So interestingly enough, he says he hears from people at the top levels that they need to be doing everything they need to do. And they're hearing from people on the ground saying that they need to do more than what they're doing. But both the top and the bottom are blaming it on the middle. But coincidentally, it's the middle people that you never see. 
You know, the the middle people are insulated. They're the ones behind the scenes going, don't spend on this and don't approve this and don't don't, don't do that. But the people who you have access to, that the governor would have at the high level of FEMA and the people on the ground would have in the low level of FEMA, then they're like, well, I don't know. We'd, we'd like to do more. But regardless, it's not getting done. He says FEMA's process rejects claims if there is anything missing on the application instead of trying to get it completed. So imagine you're um, Eastern Kentuckian and you go jotting on down to the office where they're doing these FEMA claims, and then you fill out this application, and it says down there, just for instance, it says, bring the deed to your home. All right? So they go in there, and your claim processor goes, did you bring the deed to your home? Uh No, it's probably somewhere in Tennessee by now because it washed away in the house. Well, sorry, without your deed to your house, not going to be able to process your claim. Mm -hmm. Right? It's that type of nonsense that the governor is saying, okay, rather than try and fix what the problem is, they're just saying, sorry, you don't have your deed to your home. Go to the back of the line until you get it. Mm -hmm. Right? They can stand. They can stand there forever in the deed to their home. And again, I just pulled that example out of the sky, but we've all been in situations where we were handed a clipboard mm-hmm. and some nonsensical form that they think should fit everyone. And you get into this section, right? And it's asking me about mammograms, and I go, <laughs> uh, and it's wh- a required field, right? Well, what <laughs> what do I do with that part? Are, are you pregnant? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Right. It's like I'm going. Don't think so. Well, now come back, then they go. You didn't check this box. Well, what do you want me to check? Mm-hmm. Right. What's the correct answer here? So, you know how red tape goes. Senator, uh, what's his name? I have forgotten. Uh, Brandon Smith, who is from Hazard. He was using an example of one of his constituents where a family, their application was approved, but a family in his district got, uh, his office was contacted because they got $8,000 in total for their loss. So he said to me, that means the federal government has decided the total value of this family's livelihood, literally everything they have to their name is only worth $8,000. He said, I am speechless, I am heartbroken, and I am angry. Now, I don't, I'm also not, you, that's the thing about accidents and disasters. You're not always just going to be made 100% whole, mm-hmm. right? That's why they're accidents and they're disasters. But there has to be fairness somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Give, help people, help prop people up until they can get back on their feet and manage their own situation without just going, sorry, this is all we have and it'll, and it'll just have to do. It's not supposed to be easy. It shouldn't, and you shouldn't end up in a better position than you were. That's what makes it calamity. But I do kind of agree. Like if you own a home, all your contents are washed away and they say, well, Here's eight thousand dollars. Make it last. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to. It's just not going to go very far. There are twenty local organizations, including state parks, churches, schools, and community centers, that are housing four hundred eighty-three survivors. Congregate shelters have one hundred sixty-two people. State parks are housing another three hundred twenty-one, and so still lots of people on the ground there trying to help matters. Can you imagine this? Everything coated in mud mm-hmm. and just wash through and just mud. Yeah, everywhere. everybody says it's terrible. The smell. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, the smell. The Webster County Sheriff has been indicted for first-degree official misconduct and tampering with a witness. Sheriff Donald, friends call him Bubba, Jones of Seabree was indicted by a Webster County grand jury yesterday, and um, that's according to the Kentucky Attorney General's office. He was appointed sheriff in 2020 after then-sheriff Frankie Springfield retired uh, with two years left on his term. Jones took office January 1, 2021. He was worked for the sheriff's office since January 1996. And so the official misconduct charges a Class A misdemeanor while the tampering count is a Class D felony. Hmm. Don't know the don't know the particulars of that. An accused intoxicated man has been arrested after crashing into a dollar store just outside of Glasgow. This happened uh, Tuesday afternoon. They found 32-year-old James Storms the third of Glasgow had struck the rear of a vehicle, causing Storms to lose control of his truck and travel through a field before hitting the dollar store. Lots of excitement around Olson's Mercantiles these days. <laughs> Can, <laughs> Was there a new clerk working? <laughs> yeah. Here. Kentucky Supreme Court has launched a commission aimed at improving the judicial system's approach to... I just left another breadcrumb there. See, eventually, eventually all the details will be up. Kentucky Supreme Court has launched a commission aimed at improving the judicial system's approach to cases involving mental health, substance use, and intellectual disabilities. The new Kentucky Judicial Commission on Mental Health will work to improve the practice, quality, and timeliness of the judicial responses to cases involving those needs. Supreme Court Justice Deborah Hembree Lambert will chair the commission. Lambert is a certified suicide prevention trainer and former drug court judge. All right, next off the stack. Oh, the cats in the Bahamas. Last night, victorious over. Well, kind of looked like a middle school team from That's what I heard. I from, didn't, from I didn't Mexico watch. last night. They weren't. You know, they weren't very good. I I saw some guys that looked like they might have played on the playgrounds of Caneyville over the years. Uh-huh. You know, just like pickup games. Um, but the big news of the day yesterday was the the mm, Kyle Tucker. Quoted John Calipari and zeroed in on about a two-sentence statement that set the Big Blue Nation on fire yesterday afternoon. When you scope out a little more broadly, you realize that Cal wasn't singling out UK football, but yet it did lead the Mark Stoops and the Vince Marrows, and the, there was a back and forth between basketball and football, etc. Cal's Cal is not incorrect. He just probably shouldn't used it as an example. Yeah, no, he's Fair not. Enough. He's not wrong. Kentucky will, not wrong. is and always will be a basketball school. He is. He um, he is right in this sense that UK basketball and Alabama football are mirror images of one another. Mm-hmm. Right? They are counterparts. When you look them up in the dictionary, as at the head of the class, they are they are the same. And by the way, I get more excitement out of UK football than I do UK basketball. Like, UK basketball causes me more anger. UK football causes me more excitement because there's upside potential. So I probably enjoy football a little bit more, but he's right. It 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 has always been a basketball school, and until UK football is operating at the upper echelons of the SEC... It'll never not be a basketball school. That's true. It might also, but... 
Isn't it a women's track school? In volleyball. Isn't it a rifle school? Isn't it a volleyball school? Isn't it a so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I get the frustration from Stoops, and my guess is, is... this will be one of those things that they'll they'll talk it all talk it out and I'm sure they will. Yeah, they'll have a kumbaya moment here briefly mm-hmm. because Cal just Cal was just Cal. Mm-hmm. He filibusters and he talks and mm-hmm. then he words He's a politician. Com- words come out and then he goes, "Oh yeah, that didn't that that out of context mm-hmm. didn't seem exactly right." So I got to tell you, Sam, you've you've always been crowing around here, strutting around like Joey Votto's this and Joey Votto's that. Hearing Joey Votto mic'd up in Field of Dreams last night and offering his thoughts on the game might have been one of the most enjoyable things I've seen in a baseball game this season. Really impressed with him. Yeah, he's he's fascinating. He's one of those people that you could just sit and listen to talk about the game because, you know, his advice to younger players, kind of like, if you can't hit a fastball, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, told a good story about John Smoltz. He did. Uh, I loved the example, though, that Smoltz was using that Votto represents both the older and the younger generation. He's a bridge between the between the two. He's articulate. He's intelligent. He's I was really impressed with him. And then Votto's response was, is that your way of calling me old? Yeah. I mean, it's like he was quick and Uh he was and then. But I did like when as soon as they got the third out, he said, thanks for the time. I got to go because he was coming to bat third. And he says, hopefully I had a homer. It was like he flipped a switch, though. It's like I'm I'm getting paid to come up to the Uh plate. And and do something. I so. know well, that meant a lot to him too last night because uh, that was like him and his dad. That was their bonding point. And his dad uh, died back about, about twelve or fourteen years ago. Yeah, it's been he, a while. That's what he said. And uh, so he said that this this would have been something that his dad would have loved to go to. You enjoyed the game. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was one of those that really the result didn't matter that much. What was uh, the final? Four to two Cubs. Four to two. It was four to um, two when I stopped watching. It was four to um, nothing, and then it, and then I saw it four to two, and then I didn't. I had to fall asleep, so I didn't know what was yeah, going on. Yeah, and it was good. It was entertaining. Um, it was the be- the beginning, the pregame. It was all really cool. Yeah, just the way they set it up, the the cinematography and all that stuff, walking out of the corn. Hey, Johnny Bench has still got all his faculties together too. You know, he's a he's a real articulate guy. They interviewed him last night, and so I really I really enjoyed that part. Uh, enjoyed that part as well. We wait, we do or we don't like Johnny Bench. I can't remember. No, I don't mind Johnny Bench. You, you like mean, him just fine. Okay, I was, I my was, grandma didn't like him. Yeah, I knew that there <laughs> yeah. was some there there was didn't, something didn't like him because there was an instance I think in an airport. Yeah, that's right. It was something like that. I I knew there was something. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Going to have day number five of Where's Quacking. We will also tell you about East Main Market. That's coming up this weekend. And uh, we got a whole bunch more. So hang around here on In the Know. Today is Middle Children's Day. If you are one, then... I mean, depending on how you look at it, I am. Salute to you. It is Baseball Fans Day today. It is Truck Driver Day today. Without truck drivers, we'd have a whole lot less stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Right? It's the best. When you're a kid. Tomorrow is Prosecco Day. Prosecco is to Italy what champagne is to France. So I'm not sure I've ever had Prosecco. I don't really like champagne. It's a sparkling. So it's a sparkling wine. So, But most people just call sparkling like champagne, but it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, champagne has to come from France like bourbon has to come from Kentucky. But Prosecco comes from Italy. So, it, But it's the, it is to Italy what champagne is to France. 
It is uh, tomorrow is bowling day today. Tomorrow is garage sale day. Tomorrow is bowling day. Mm-hmm. I said today. Tomorrow mm-hmm. is bowling day. Tomorrow is garage sale day. Sunday, creamsicle day. Oh, mm. I like creamsicles. Sunday, <laughs> wiffle ball day. There we go. Sunday, tattoo removal day. I have missed a golden business opportunity. I should have gotten into the tattoo removal business. Well, I, I know somebody that would probably be willing to partner with you. Some of you all are going to wake up not too many years down the road and go, what in the world did I do? You know, it's a lot of people, they just, they, they didn't dip their toe in the water. They just dove, they just <laughs> dove in, dove into an ink vat and came out and went, whoa. So, okay. So I guess Sunday is the day everybody goes out and gets all their tattoos removed. It's going to be hard to do. Yeah, I don't. Here's day number four. So today's day number five of Where's Quacky, but before we tell you about day five, we better button up day four. I knew somebody in this room knew immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody has seen this today. <laughs> oh, in Close. this room has mm-hmm. seen this today already or had, yes. a, had a good opportunity to. Uh-huh. The uh, Cheryl Embry knew that Quacky spent yesterday at the Grayson County Public Library yes. gazing into the aquarium. I love this photograph, by the way. Yes, it's it's good. great. The, all the colors in the photo between the fish and Quacky and so, the rock in the aquarium, it's really nice. The fish are real. Those are Tetris. Um, the little, uh, the octopus, or I'm sorry, the jellyfish, uh-huh. that is not, right. obviously, because that would belong in a saltwater tank. Right. But because the summer theme has been oceans of possibilities, they added the little uh, jellyfish and stuff in there. It's mm-hmm. super cool, but the Tetras are real. Does anybody know if Quacky ended up in the aquarium? I mean, Water and ducks go together like peas and carrots. So the girls I, I didn't say know. this morning. They did I not say asked. this morning. Uh, follow up next time and ask them. So, uh, congratulations to Cheryl Embry. She now has her own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta, and she has a K105 t shirt. Now, we'd like to know tell us where Quacky is spending today, day number five of Where's Quacky on our Facebook page. You'll find this photograph, and in the comment section of that photo, not not in the show thread. It doesn't count if you do it to here in the show. It's over by itself. You tell us where Quacky is spending the day. Hmm. I think I've got this one. I, There's I, a couple I, options. I got narrowed down to about, but I, but it's maybe five or six different things I can mm-hmm. think of that it could be. Uh, and so you have to decide which, okay. which it is and uh, do that in the section. Then on Monday, we'll tell you who wins day number five. Of where's Quacky and you'll and uh, oh. by the way, gc-alliance.com or if you see Colonel Childress out with Quacky, you can sponsor a duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Or if you're watching the show, you can point your camera uh, right at your screen right now on the QR code, and it'll take you there. You just throw down five dollars, you get your own duck, and you may turn five dollars into a thousand dollars with the Ducking Hunger Regatta tomorrow. I don't. I, I know that uh, Where's Quacky is limited to weekdays. That means Quacky has some free time and downtime. Quacky may be at East Main Market tomorrow. I don't know. Well, Quacky, he's got some, like, familial connections tomorrow. He does? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess in, in a way. Oh, I see. 
Yeah, I, I see. mean, I don't because of it, Jacob. Yes, okay. I don't know. Gotcha. Are they family? I guess in some ways, aren't right? we all families in yeah. God's way? Really, <laughs> tomorrow East Main Market returns to um, you'll never guess East Main. That's where they have the market, and uh, Trent Harmon returns. Had a great conversation with Trent last year before his appearance. He's the 2016 winner of American Idol. But he just caps off an entire great day of uh, entertainment. Jacob Childress, noon to three. Miles Apart will be from five to seven on stage. And then uh, Trent Harmon will be from eight to ten tomorrow. So bring out your lawn chairs. Enjoy the show. It's going to be a really nice night, uh, afternoon and night there on East Main. So it uh, gets underway at uh, noon. And then they have the vendors and food. and So anyway, it's a great place, great way to spend a, spend a day. And uh, Trent Harmon will be there. I know. I heard he put on a really good show last year, too. Yes. Um, is Zach Attack going to be there? Or are you going to be there tomorrow? Oh, I will. You're there tomorrow? I, first I... Zach attack. I didn't. I didn't realize that was a that was a thing. Uh, it's it's not isn't necessarily. I just uh, not yet. It's, you're you're attempting something. It could be. You knew who I was talking about. Well, at first I was like, wait, who? I didn't know if that was a new band. Uh, yes, Zach attack will be performing. Um, well, he. I think he could during the during the intermission. He could he could perform a lot of things. Is there any well, food you're looking for particularly forward to tomorrow, Sam? Uh, I've had the pizza. It's pretty good. Okay, because um, right. they bring like the, their own wood fire oven, mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I usually kind of scoop scope everything out because there's sometimes some new stuff every time. Gotcha. Um, Disney. This headline made me chuckle. Disneyland shop closed due to rodent infestation. The whole thing's run by a mouse. I mean, (laughs) couldn't they shut down everything as a result of this? But apparently it's not Mickey and Minnie that they're talking about. A Disneyland establishment closed July 29th because of a major food safety violation, a rodent infestation. Mm -hmm. So there are rodents that are not domesticated. Was it (laughs) like Mickey and Minnie are? Could have been. Closer to Remy. Yes. Um, ins- Remy's family. Inspectors found rodent droppings at the shop, identified only as Disneyland Guide 2 in a storage room, inside merchandise, cardboard trays, and in a sales area. So they shut down uh, this particular this location. Disneyland. Disneyland, though. yeah. And have out, you, out in Anaheim. Have you been there? I have. Yeah, I've been, okay. uh, been to, I think I've only been there once. That's all I, all I recall. Now you just need to go to the one in Paris, right? Well, that's that's not all. There are others. Oh, there, there is are? yeah. There is Disneyland oh. Paris, but there's also uh, there's also Hong Kong Disney. There's also uh, Tokyo Disneyland. Well, I uh, presume Paris is probably on the top of the list out of those for you to visit, <laughs> right? I don't think you have a desire to go to Hong Kong, do you? Who doesn't want to go visit Hong Kong? Fui. He's the number one super guy. I wouldn't mind going to Hong Kong. I'd really? like to go to Hong Kong. Yeah. Sure. I yeah. would have thought Paris would be on the list before. I, oh, I didn't say that. Uh-huh. I didn't say that Paris wasn't ahead of it. I mean, there are Tokyo multiple reasons that I want to go to yeah. Paris. But uh, if I'm I'm gonna if I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna intend to to, to run them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, there are multiple reasons I want to go to France. Cheese. More likely, I'd like to go in the month of July. Um, but I'm, I'm sure Disneyland Paris is open in July as well. For some bicycles. There are. And then also next year, the Olympics are in <sighs> Paris. Right. Two two years. Two years. Oui, oui. En Paris. 
The Little League World Series is uh, still the qualifiers. The regionals are underway. Yeah, Kentucky got knocked out. They last did night. lose last night. Uh-huh. I didn't. There was too many things to keep track of. We uh-huh. had to watch Big Brother. We had to watch the Challenge. Then there was the UK basketball Field game. Of dreams. Then there was the Field of Dreams. And then there was the back. Of, there was the the squawking between football and basketball. It was just. Uh, it was hard. But I did see this meme yesterday. I don't know if it's a meme. I saw someone no, it's, share it. No, it's it, it's legit. It is a meme now. No, I mean it's not a meme. It's, uh, it's but, but it really happened. Yes, in the Iowa. And Missouri Little League World Series game, or at least the qualifier, this is um, this kid Brody Jackson is my hero. He's age eleven. He's four foot eleven. He plays third base. Wears twenty three for Webb City, Missouri, and his dream job is to be a chicken nugget taste tester. And I'm going. I didn't know that was an option professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must admit that at my age, I look back now and I see young people earning a living doing things in vocations that my career counselor did not tell me were available. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I I was never I was never shown that chicken nugget taste tester was a professional mm-hmm. option although I am an I I I am avid in the pastime genre mm-hmm. of chicken nugget taste testing. McNugget. So, <laughs> absolutely. But I think this is a. He has a wonderful sense of humor, obviously. But when you're 11, yeah, sure. I mean, you could uh, fireman, uh, police officer, doctor, lawyer. Not me. Chicken nugget taste test. I think you've made it to quality control at this point. (laughs) Oh yeah, without without a doubt, quality control. I'm (laughs) I'm all over that. Coca Cola unveils a new Dream World soda flavor. Welcome, Coca-Cola Dream World Special Edition flavor. According to Coke, it bottles up technicolor tastes and surrealism of the subconscious with an invitation to savor the magic of everyday moments and dream with open eyes. You know what this means. They've decided to put cocaine back in it. I was going to say, that's what, LSD they're, in they're here? They're going to their old days. Is, Instead of cocaine, they're kicking LSD a, in there so you'll sugar. trip out. Coca-Cola Dream World and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Dream World will be in stores beginning Monday, August 15th. Huh. Okay, well. You would, you're going to try it, aren't you? I am, yeah. yes. Okay. I'm curious. Without a doubt. Here, give, you can just have the, you yeah, can, you can have right, the story. Just, there you go. Give me the real thing instead of the zero sugar, the diet stuff. But you have the option of not having diet. Well, that is, isn't that all zero sugar? No, there's one that's loaded. Yeah, oh, there's a it? full, there's a full, oh, there's a fully okay. loaded version. Okay. Um, I thought I just read that it was zero sugar, which I'm out on. Also, I know uh, I got two major um, Dr. Pepper fans. Oh, yeah. Yes. In uh, that I know, uh, my father is one, my wife is one, and me. Uh, you Sam are another. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. I got so I got three. Yes. But um, so Sam, you'll be interested to know though. My I mean, daily. My dad has taste tested the Dr Pepper Zero, Mm-mm. and he says it is not. It is. It is not that the Diet Dr Pepper is better than the Dr Pepper Zero. No, Isn't I'm, that what he said, hon? Yes. Okay. Sam doesn't do anything unless it's loaded. Well, no, I diet tastes terrible. He, he doesn't do diet anything. He puts straight sugar in his coffee. I mean, he doesn't do aspartame. He doesn't no, anything really. like do that. Do you use leaded gasoline in your Honda? Unleaded. Uh, well, see. Mm-hmm. It's a violation of your principle, Sam. You need to pull <laughs> no, up I don't, and, I just, and get the leaded gasoline at the gasoline I don't, station. I, don't, I mean, there is nothing more disappointing than when I order 
a large Coke and they give me a large Diet Coke. That is same, that is, but opposite for me. There's nothing more disappointing I'll take for a me drink and I when I get the fully I, loaded. I can't even, like, you take the sip and that second one to kind of see, did I really just taste that? I can barely even do that with a Diet Coke. What's the brand? What's the five pound uh five pounds of sugar is it domino Mm -hmm. that comes in the when i get a coca-cola by mistake and i drink it i think i have just turned up a domino sugar bag into my mouth is what it what it feels like now i do that with sweet tea you do because i've had that happen too sweet tea i know i can't do it i Uh, drink sweetened tea but i don't drink what people are called like sweet tea like we just can't i mean i will I go somewhere and people well, say see, this the tea thing is, is sweet, is but sweet, I don't want it. Sweet tea in this area is is sugar water. Speaking of Domino sugar, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, you're saying Coke is it's like drinking Domino. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> there was the Disneyland headline that said they had to close a store because of a rodent infestation. Which, hello, but then this made me laugh. A porta potty pileup on a Wisconsin interstate causes accidents. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like, I, but this was the last story that WDRB had talked about leading into the Field of Dreams game last night. Yeah. And saw the video. It was kind of funny. There were porta potties everywhere. They they were hitting vehicles. Uh-huh. They were they came off a truck. They interviewed the drivers. Sound like quite the crappy, quite the, quite the mess. Were they empty first? No, I don't it was know. A, it was a crappy situation. They were all covered oh, in blue. You know, <laughs> you gotta get trouble. Yeah. You come back. Got today's water cooler question. Your chance to win coming up here on In the Note. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by our friends at ECTC Litchfield Campus. In fact, they're going to be here uh, next Thursday. Going to get uh, more familiar with uh, Cindy Carmen's going to stop by next Thursday, be on the show. But uh, by the time that they arrive on Thursday, they will be already in their new eight-week advantage uh, course uh, or schedule that starts on Monday. So you still have time to get in because eight-week advantage starts on Monday. That's August the 15th. If you miss this window, October 15th will be the next round. But it's close to home. It's convenient. It's affordable. They have smaller class sizes, and it's college for the real world. One stop for all your ECTC college needs. That's the Litchfield Campus, and they are bringing you today's Did You Know, which is Did You Know... The longest book title contains 1,809 words. Wow. Hmm. Don't ask. I can't recite it. Is that a challenge for uh, I don't know the, But I dare you, honey, to walk into the library and ask them if they have the longest book titled, the longest titled book in the world at 1,809 words and see if they have it. Or... Just ask if you can see the Dewey Decimal card that that book. Mm-hmm. Do they even still do that? Do they even still have the cards? Please tell me they still have the cards. But I probably don't know since, if they I have mean, the cards, like the physical cards, but they do, I mean, still utilize the, the decimal. The digi- decimal. Digital Dewey Decimal. But, I mean, that library is decently new, right? Oh, it's brand oh, I mean, yeah. in, uh, yeah, I mean, in library terms, it's brand new. Because the library used to be where the judge's office is, right? Five now. years old. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew it was here when I got here four years There's ago. certainly no books there now. <laughs> I think there, I think he's got uh, he's got a book sitting on his desk. Green eggs and ham. Probably. <laughs> I thought it was Clifford. But. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days, you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. 
by calling uh, by texting your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. Can't have one in the last 30 days. Must be 18 years of age or older. You can have your choice of Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan, Bla- uh, Joan Jett tickets or Lumineers tickets or um, theme park tickets. You can choose if you're the winner. And let's see, avocado toast, most overrated breakfast food. What food is third most overrated? Avocado toast is the most overrated breakfast food. What is the third most overrated breakfast food? Text the answer to 270-259. Are are you in agreement? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Well, then I got to. You can forget it. Is it is it is it that then? If he's probably <laughs> maybe I heard it the wrong way. The third most overrated. People say this breakfast food is overrated. It's the one they listed third. But you would not. I wouldn't list it as overrated. Today's movie premieres for the weekend. Fall. It's a PG thirteen mystery thriller starring uh, Grace Caroline Curry. What's it called? Fall. Oh. Virginia Gardner and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. All three household names right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac and Rita opens this weekend. It's a PG 13 comedy starring Elizabeth Lale and Diane Keaton. And new in the theater, Emily the Criminal, starring Aubrey Plaza and Theo oh, Rossi. I know her. She's uh, in Parks and Recreation. Aubrey Plaza is. Mm-hmm. She is uh, April in Parks and Rec. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. Let's see. What else? Doesn't sound like Ann Hayes is going to make it. They've turned off life support. She's not expected to survive. And uh, so really, really sad there. Price hikes coming for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ES, uh, ESPN Plus. Disney's launching an ad-supported version of Disney Plus in the U.S. in December which I think is right about the time that our prepaid subscription runs out. We, you know, When Disney Plus launched, we I bought like had... three years at once at a big discount, and I'm trying to think of when that expires, and I think it's December. And so their new version that's ad-supported will be the price of their old version, but the new ad-free version will be $10.99 a month or $109.99 a year. So three dollars a month more. They're raising about the same on Hulu and about oh, they're raising some on um, ESPN Plus as well. Here's where I am. I've told you like starving man at a starving man at a buffet because once we got great internet service, then it just completely changed the way that we consume our content. But now I've got a bunch of things on YouTube TV, but then I've also got the app, and I go, well, can I just do the app and not do it? Like sorting that all out where mm-hmm. you're not paying twice for things is hard to navigate and, and maneuver, but that's a real first-world problem. Yeah, because your Wi-Fi <laughs> got too fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gosh, I don't know what to do with all this fast Wi-Fi. Gosh, my life's miserable. My Wi-Fi's too fast. Can't figure it all out. Eight one ninety eight. Eight one nine eight knows that the answer was bacon. Eight one nine eight knows the answer was bacon. So there you go. Cheerios is the first thing I put down when you were saying I put omelet and eggs benedict. <laughs> omelet and eggs benedict. I mean we don't find those to be overrated. No, not at all. No. No, no, no. 
love love those things. But yeah, whoever the fools are that say bacon is overrated, well, I pity the fool that says bacon is an overrated breakfast. Amen. Food. And then I say, not only do I pity the fool, then I say, you big dummy. <laughs> it's not possible. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Why do we say the alarm went off? Didn't the alarm go on? And you turn off you turn off the alarm, but after the alarm goes off. That's right. You say, "Oh, I turned uh-huh. off the alarm." We uh-huh. say, "Oh, the alarm went off." Uh, the alarm went off at six o'clock. I turned off the alarm. Well, it can't be off and off. It has to, one has to be on, one has to be off. So when you get it to shut up, did you then turn it on so it's in alarm status again? You can't say the alarm went off. But mo- you, have you ever heard heard someone say the alarm went on at six o'clock? The, no. My my alarm went on at five forty five. No one no one says that. No, I've never heard that. No. <laughs> I've never heard it either. On television tonight. I think the cooks are going to be very happy. Not a Hallmark? I think uh, Hallmark Channel is um, rolling the holiday content. I mean, yeah, you got... Well, they might have put their Christmas tree up by now. And CBS, uh, it's still August. They can't do that. CBS, Secret Celebrity Renovation. On CMT, at CMT Summer Camp, Little Big Town. Then on the Hallmark Channel, Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. When Darcy returns to her hometown for Christmas, she reconnects with Luke, a former rival, as they plan a charity event together. As she spends time with her family and Luke, she starts to realize what matters most in life. Tonight at 9, 8 central on the Hallmark Channel. Mm, I'm sure Dennis can't wait. A&E tomorrow night, First Blood. Sunday, Tales of the Walking Dead on AMC. Naked and Afraid on the Discovery Channel. Naked and Afraid XL. Is that just for big people? I guess. <laughs> what season of that? Oh, only tubs. Only <laughs> tubs on Naked and Afraid oh XL. <laughs> Plus size only. Oh Get in here, you biggin'. I can't. I can't. Well, why, why otherwise would they call funny. it XL? It's got to be. <laughs> Today's highlight in history. This date in 1953, the Soviet Union conducted a secret test of the first hydrogen bomb. In 1867, President Andrew Johnson sparked a move to impeach him as he defied Congress by superseding Secretary of War Edwin Stanton, with whom he had clashed over Reconstruction policies. Indianapolis Motor Speedway opened this date in 1909. The first balloon communication satellite, the Echo One, was launched by the United States from Cape Canaveral. In 1960, you got a big launch coming up in a couple of weeks down there. Um, we're sending a shuttle. I think it's an unmanned, but SpaceX is going to the moon. Really? And the launch is uh, Monday the 29th. Interesting. I missed that. In, eight, in 1981, IBM introduced its first personal computer, the Model 5150, at a press conference in New York. Also inspired a Van Halen album. Birthdays today. Oh, by the way, one year ago today, the Yankees came up one run short in the field in the first Field of Dreams game. 
It uh, I didn't say they lost. I said they I came up one run the, short. The White Sox won. George Hamilton is 83 today. Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits is 73. Rapper Sir Mix-a-Lot is 59 today. Wow. <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot, real name, Anthony Ray. His friends call him Tony. His brother Trevor calls him Tony. Um, I didn't know they were related. <laughs> you've never seen them side by side? They're mirror images of one another. Spitting image. Did uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot play basketball for, for the high school, too? <laughs> Pete Sampras is 51 today. Casey Affleck is 47. You stand Tony Ray and Trevor Ray side by side and tell me they're not brothers. <laughs> Gone I've forgotten. Cecil B. DeMille, born in 1881. Where do you think Tony Ray got his glasses for that video? From Trevor? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Porter Wagner was born this day in 1927. Buck Owens was born this day in 1929. You're not supposed to crack yourself up. But here, I'm going to try and get it together. <clears throat> Let's go to 1951, Hank Williams, number one. Did I mention Hank Williams was number one? Was he, though? I think I might have said Hank Williams was number one. Hey, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking? Something up with me. Audio quality has improved quite no, a bit. I think that record's been played a few times. Coming in a little hot. <laughs> Coming in a little hot. Let's try and advance. From a sound quality standpoint, let's try to advance at least a decade. To 1960 we go. If my jukebox will uh, will participate and cooperate. Elvis Aaron Presley, number one, with It's Now or Never. That other record was fuzzy. This one skipped. <laughs> skipped a couple times. Kiss me, my Let's go to 1969. The Rolling Stones, number one. With Honky Tonk Woman. It's actually Honky Tonk Women. Somebody give Mick Jagger a dollar. I played a little extra of his song. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> we got it on that one. Hard to bail out of that. Trash talking now. 1978, Frankie Valley's number one. Uh, by the way, I learned that Olivia Newton-John is going to get a state funeral in Australia. Like the way we, the way we do state funerals here in... And hashtag Marka, they're doing it upright for her in Australia, so good for her. Interesting. Guess that means she's going to be buried in Australia? I would assume so. Yeah, sounds like it. Long long haul for a funeral than to just come back to the States. 
to Pal, number one, with Heart and Soul, this date in 87. Let's go to... Scherzinger was in that group, but didn't realize like she was forefront, like she was mm-hmm. front and center of uh, that group. And but eight years ago today, Sam Sam Smith was number one. Stay with me, Sam. We got volleyball and football tonight. I don't want you to leave. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a volleyball, volleyball meet like the Cougar a, night. Oh, it's happening. I think at six, and then a uh, football scrimmage at seven o'clock. They're inducted in the Hall of Fame before they before the scrimmage night. Oh, did they? Did we figure out a way to keep the sheriff out? No, he's in. He's in. <laughs> he's in. Nobody asked me, Roger. If you're watching, you didn't ask me before the. I don't think actually, Roger is. It's a Kevin Embry who's oh, really who's right. been dealing. Clearly, with that. nobody asked me. Uh huh. Did anybody check the number of times that the sheriff fumbled? Now that I, does he does he hold the school record? You need to check his fumble stat before you go throwing him in the Hall of Fame. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. <laughs> yeah. Getting a text message. I did not fumble a single time, to be clear. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I mean, sure, they never handed the ball to me, but still, I never it's probably a good reason they did it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You never regret being kind. You never regret being kind. Kind. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.